Hello and welcome to Minyip. This is your home of fantasy sports community. My name is Blake and I am joined by Clinton. How are you, Clinton? Good, thank you, Blake. Uh, I've had a busy week with footy clinics and just had my second jab this afternoon, so I'm fully vaxxed. So if I happen to go downhill throughout this, well, um, <laughs> you might have to cover for me. But uh, all's, all's well, Blake, and looking forward to the uh, soccer and racing this weekend. Yeah, absolutely. We're going to be covering FPL in this show, but um, yeah, tomorrow night we'll be covering our first episode of Supercoach Racing. Um, so stay tuned for that one. Make sure you like and subscribe to this show so you can um, be updated on our future shows with uh, other sports that are coming up in our future shows. So make sure you like and subscribe to this channel. Um, we definitely encourage you to leave a comment on the show notes as well. Um, and that way we can get your feedback and also just ask us about your FBL teams and F fantasy sports teams in general. Um, we're on TikTok now. We're flying on TikTok. We've got Instagram. We've got our Twitter handles there beside our, our faces there. So make sure you hit us up on the socials as well. Um, yeah, absolutely flying across all social media platforms, as I'm sure you're aware there, Clinton. Yeah, absolutely, Blake. I'm sure Dad would be really proud of that and he wouldn't have a clue any of what the social medias are these days. But, uh, yeah, it's uh, you're doing a great job, Blake, by getting us out there in different platforms. So um, see how things progress. Yeah, we're uh, on uh, Apple and Spotify podcast. So how are you listening to us right now? I'll just quickly share one Dad story while we're on that subject. So one year... Apple would just release the latest iPod and I asked dad for an, for an iPod and dad goes, oh, why would you want one of those bloody things? It's like, oh, why? Just like listen to music. He, uh, he thought an iPod was a, a piercing that you put, put in your eyebrow. <laughs> uh, what I mean is by the time uh, I left home, he still struggled to use a remote control. So that's where things were at. Uh, that was about 18 years ago. Trying to put uh, DVDs in the video player, but that's all right. We'll uh, leave, <laughs> leave the data alone for now. Yeah, we'll leave it alone. <laughs> um, let's go across to some FBL talk now. So last week's results, Chelsea lost to Man City 0-1. Man United 0-1 to Aston Villa, which was a bit of an upset. Everton 2-0 versus Norwich. Leeds 1-2 West Ham. Leicester to all versus Burnley. Jamie Vardy had a field day scoring three of the four goals. Watford won all versus Newcastle. Brentford, three all versus Liverpool, which was a thrilling game. Southampton, 0-1 versus Wolves. Arsenal, 3-1 versus Spurs. I don't think we need to talk about that game at all, so that'll be good. And Crystal Palace, one all versus Brighton. What'd you make of those games there, Clint? Yeah, the first two were... Uh, uh... Shock results for sure. Um, well, I think Man City just uh, just halted a little bit of the Chelsea talk about them being the runaway winners this year. So they just reminded everyone how impressive they are. Um, and yeah, Aston Villa for sure. Um, very uh, entertaining finish to that game. And obviously, yeah, the one second last at the bottom was an entertaining game, which we could talk about for a long time if you really want to. But um, Saturday, I... I normally stay up to watch a bit of the soccer, but uh, I had a few drinks, so I didn't do that. And then going into Sunday night with the 
Arsenal-Spurs game at 1.30. I decided to try my best to stay up. And believe it or not, I watched the first half. And, um, yeah, I thought that was super impressive what Arsenal did. Get, just walked all over Spurs. So that was my highlight of the weekend. Yeah, I'm sure it would have been. Um, my highlight... <laughs> I, I still want to stay on that topic too long with uh, Spurs. They're out of form at the moment. And... Uh, yeah, they've got some bad fixtures coming up, which we'll discuss later. So I don't want to talk about the Spurs. Um, yeah, that'll be good. Um, <laughs> Bruno stepped up to take the penalty for Man United. Um, if you missed that, it was an interesting decision for Bruno to take the penalty instead of Ronaldo. And then he just skied it, which he usually doesn't do. It was quite funny watching Martinez as the goalkeeper for Villa trying to tell him that Ronaldo should take the penalty. Um, so that was one of my highlights for the 9.30 game there. Um, another interesting result there was Brentford 3-all versus Liverpool. Tony was on fire. And I, we both predicted it was probably going to be a low-scoring defensive game, but it turned out to be the just about the highest-scoring game of the whole round. So it was quite interesting as well. I think there's a couple of teams that uh, really worth watching when you get the chance and Leeds obviously a one despite conceding a lot and I think Brentford are just quietly ticking along for a team that's uh, obviously just been promoted they're an entertaining team to watch obviously you've got the top teams who have (coughs) expensive budgets and have the best players in the world but then those two teams have some quality players I like their game style so it's really good to watch yeah, the fixtures really open up around the game week nine. Um, so Tony and some other defensive assets there will be uh, quite interesting to see if people jump on board. We'll go across now to the top scorers of the round. We've got House um, in 0.2% of teams priced at 4.4, scored 15, the highest score of the round. Saar, the goalkeeper, scored 14. Saka, 13, Smithrow, 12, Cancelo, 12. Um, some quite, I would say, lesser-owned players there. Saar's only in 2.3%, Saka, 8.8, Smithrow, 4.1, and Cancelo, 12.6. So some uh, high scores there from lesser-owned players, Clint. Yeah, a couple of daggers from my heart there. Obviously, I'm really impressed that the Arsenal boys are on there, and I think Arsenal's... All of a sudden, in the space of three weeks, went from a team to completely avoid to now a team that you can target both um, both ends of the pitch. And then also, yeah, just, just what I mentioned, Saar. Obviously, I had him for the vast majority of my wild card, and then I decided to change it late. So really disappointed about that. And um, Ken Sallow is just a, a star, and uh, he's one that there's a lot of people wild carding over the course of the next one to two weeks, obviously. Obviously, I've already done that, and I had him at the start of the year, but I didn't want to go double Man City defence, and he's just a player that, if he continues to stay in the team, which is likely, um, he's one that he'll very likely be one of the top-scoring defenders at the end of the year. Yeah, I don't own any of them, but how many of you own there at certain stages throughout the year, Clint? Uh, I, I did have Smith, Rowe, and Ken Sella at the start of the year before I wildcarded and yeah, obviously regret the Cancelo uh, removal, but then yeah, also Saar well, I had, I was tossing up between Saar and Raya and for the price I went with Raya, so yeah, disappointing I missed out on that score, but here's what it is. Yeah, 
And now we uh, go across to one of my favorite slides of the whole program. Um, and we'll find out why in a second. So Ronaldo, two points, Ben Rama, three, Lukaku, two, Shaw, zero, Alexander Arnold, Arnold one point. Um, they're highly owned players. Ronaldo, 48%, Ben Rama, 36, Lukaku, 34, Shaw, 34, Trent Alexander Arnold, 32%. I had three out of the five. How about you, Clint? Ding, 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 ding. So I happen to have all five. Obviously, Captain uh, Ronaldo. So, um, yeah, so it's, it's re the exact reason why the last couple of weeks my team has decided to uh, plummet in ranking. It's um, disappointing that obviously can't do much about injury with Shaw. I regret getting him on uh, in wildcard, but uh, Ronaldo and Lukaku... Uh, two premiums that a lot of people have won. So it's, yeah. But the fact that I have both and don't have Salah, that's the reason why my my uh, ranking is skyrocketing in the wrong direction. So, yeah, disappointing, but hopefully they could can redeem themselves this week. Yeah, considering they're quite highly owned, I'm sure you wouldn't be the only person to own all five of those, but probably not owning Salah as well would be the kicker there for yourself. Um, yeah, Ronaldo, 48.4% of managers own him now. He's, yeah, people just keep getting him and he hasn't actually delivered that well for the last couple of rounds, but um, sure. When it, yeah, yeah. When, when, it comes to, when it comes to transfers, I think the bottom two names on that page will be highly talked about because Trent obviously is injured for this week. He's definitely out and Shaw is the one that is unknown if he's going to be playing this week so not only do they if you if it's a low score it hurts but then if it's a, an injury doubt that's when it makes fantasy managers really concerned yeah trent and shaw will be a conundrum for a fair few managers this week um so my recap of game week six has scored 55 points not a bad result overall i moved up the rankings about uh, about half a million, I think. So I'm 1.2 million overall now. Uh, had Sanchez in goal, score two. Lucas Dean finally did something and got five points for me. Alexander Arnold, one. Liveramento, two. Ben Rama, three in the midfield with Havertz, one. Saar, nine, who's been in a hot run of form. Salah, as my captain, scored 14 points in total. Probably could have, yeah, he had a few more shots on goal, which uh, got disallowed. Lukaku, two, St. Maximum, eight, and Antonio, eight as well. Um, on my bench, I had Backman, didn't play. White, score two. Dallas, score two. And Ailing didn't play. Uh, got zero. My one transfer that I made from last round, in the end, I decided to not take a hit, and I just went Jimenez to Antonio, which they worked out to be the same amount of points, I'm pretty sure. If not, maybe Antonio won a one point more, but I'm pretty sure Jimenez was the same. So overall, probably not the greatest transfer considering it didn't gain me any points, but um, yeah, I can't complain too much because what I was considering was getting out Lukaku and Havertz for Ronaldo and Madison who didn't play. Lukaku scored the most, the same as Ronaldo. So uh, in the end, it worked out quite well for me and I've still got, I'm going to preserve my wild card until the game week 
11 to 12 international break now. So it's worked out quite well for me and set me up for Chelsea fixtures going forward. So overall, pretty happy with how my team performed in comparison to some other managers not having any Man United assets. Um, yeah, could have done a couple of things better. I was considering doing Lukaku to Vardy, um, which again, I probably would have taken a hit to do, which, but I've got Lukaku now for the upcoming good fixtures. So can't complain too much there, Clint. Yeah, you've got a solid front three. So St. Maxman's been one of the uh, most underrated players selected early and you jumped on that. So well done to you. Obviously Havertz is the one that's probably, despite Chelsea's good fixtures, the concern for him is he's not in great form and, even in the Champions League, had another poor performance. So, um, and they've got Arsenal covered with one on the bench. will be a handy play going forward there. Good fixtures. So, you're well set up, Blake. So, um, right now, I'm a bit jealous. Yeah, overall, pretty happy with that. Started with St. Maximum since the start of the year, who's uh, turned out quite well. I do, do remember you talked me out of Townsend at the start of the season, mm. but uh, <laughs> that's all right. Yeah, well, I think even on your bench you had there um, Dallas. So I think he's a top player that you probably could be looking at up to downgrade or upgrade to a better midfielder. But uh, it all depends what you want to do with that money. Yeah, that'll come wild card time, I think, um, when I get a chance to. So go across to your team now, Clint. 38 points overall. 38 points, yes. So Raya, two in goal. Uh, Diaz, five. Shaw, zero. Trent, one. Ben Rama, three. Gallagher was my transfer in. He got four. He's got a late yellow card. Greenwood, two. Jota, seven. Ronaldo, four. Lukaku, two. Antonio, eight. And on the bench, there wasn't any score to be too concerned about. So, yeah, I think, as I said, you can, uh, with my wild card a few weeks back, you can either laugh or cry about it. I'll choose to laugh about it. So I had, obviously, Saar, who ended up getting an assist and bonus, so, what was it, 14 points? So, disappointing. But Reyes, the one I chose, so I'm going to stick with him. I'm really disappointed that, obviously, I chose Shaw and Greenwood on that wild card. So, they've pretty much given me stuff all in terms of points. Um, uh, Diaz and Trent, I'm obviously happy uh, with them being my team. But, uh, yeah, we'll see what happens with Trent because I am potentially tossing up something a bit different that we'll discuss later on. So um, Gallagher, I was really happy to bring in. I was tossing up a lot of things last week and I had Torres there who I had a feeling that was very shaky in the Man City team. So I did decide to get rid of him for Gallagher and I'm happy with that decision. So obviously disappointing with the score, but I'm hoping that some of those players can redeem themselves this week. Yeah, it's a good move getting Gallagher in and Jota finally... Got a return for you, but uh... mm. he's he's still on uh, thin ice as well. So I'm not sure what I'll do with him because yeah, he's between him, Greenwood, and Torres. It's been a disappointing um, inclusions in my wildcard a few weeks back. And Firmino's back. I see he uh, scored some goals Double. midweek. Yeah, yeah. You didn't drop too much in ranking, did you? Uh, yeah, no, I dropped a bit. Um, Probably about half a million, was it? Yeah, about quarter. So, yeah, I was 560 on it. So now I'm 817. So, not going the right direction, but I'm hoping 
this week prior to the international break can uh, redeem that ranking. Yeah, you're Captain Ronaldo, but um, I suppose yeah, you probably... Just, yeah, just touching on that. <laughs> so in, 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 the, in the six game weeks we've had, I've chosen four blank captains. So that's a big difference. So it all adds up. And even if I get four out of six compared to two out of six, that's, yeah, it all adds up. So it's all about fine margins. And right now it hasn't gone my way recently, but um, hopefully I can come my way back. Yeah, it definitely adds up. I think I've scored about 130 points now from my captains. <laughs> I'd be uh you'd be, be lucky with a half. half. Yeah. I'd be lucky with half that. So. Yeah. Uh we go across to our league now. Um our fellow community members. Scott's still in the lead there, going strong. He's led the whole way so far for six game weeks. Um it's all the same there, except for Dems made a big push there. Kai's Cobra's into third position with a score of 62. He's moved up in the third position. Um and also there having the top score for the game week was Tommy Ladd. Thomas uh, scored 65 points in total. Second time Tom's been uh, our top scorer. So good work, Tom. Just probably needs to be a bit more consistent there. Obviously, he's having some big game weeks, but um, yeah, he's coming in eighth. Pretty sure a close mate of Scott's. So a bit of insider trading of knowledge there, I think. You, uh, you started off strong there, Clint. You were in the top five, but you've just slipped away slowly. Yeah, no, well, it's, it's a marathon, Blake. And as you know, you can get up with a bit of a slow start or have your patches and I've hopefully had my had my down patch. So I'll hopefully be back up there soon. Yeah, we, we definitely encourage you to still join the, the league if you happen to come across this video after six game weeks. But yeah, we've got 45... Um, league members there and they're being very consistent with Scott being on top still go now to the transfer in and outs for the game week as expected with Chelsea with their good fixtures coming up there's three of them there we've got Alonso the most transferred in player 324,000 Saar 298,000 Rudiger 297 Antonio, 290,000, and Lukaku, 251. The best thing about that is four of them are in my team, and now people are bringing them in. Transfer outs, sure. Most transferred out, nearly half a million there. Torres, 224,000. Fernandez, 192. Bamford, 188,000. And Trent Alexander-Arnold, 187,000, which I'm very interested to see what you do with a few of your players there, Clinton, defence. Um, what do you make of the transfer ins and the outs? Uh, yeah, it makes sense that the Chelsea boys are getting transferred in. I think everyone's been waiting for this game week to really attack Chelsea, so that makes perfect sense. Antonio was no doubt sold by a lot of people um, with his... Uh, red card and now he's back and looking very dangerous again so that makes sense and obviously we're pr uh, recording prior to the Europa League so we'll wait and see what happens with West Ham tomorrow morning our time but um, and then also size a player that uh, people are really jumping on now I think with the Watford 
just the team. I think there was doubt about their attacking ability, but he's the one that's really, um, really showcasing he's a damaging player. And then look at the transfers out. Obviously, Shaw has been flagged all week and after getting injured and uh, taken off early last week, he's been sold a lot, but there's still a chance he'll play. So the advice would be to always wait until late as possible to try and see if that will change and he does happen to play. Um, Torres is, hasn't played the last two game weeks. Makes sense. Fernandez is still being sold slowly. Bamford's injured and so is Trent. So they make perfect sense. But just looking at that list, Blake, it reminds me of the fact that of the low scores, was Fernandez on your low scores that you posted before? Because he that, wasn't would have, that. that would have completely, instead of me having all the five low scores, I think Bruno might have snuck his way. So that would now that we've recorded it, <laughs> it's all good. But that, you just, I think you purposely bypassed Bruno Fernandez, so I had all five of the low scores. But that's all good. I'll, I'll forgive you. Yeah, I uh, missed him because he scored zero. Yeah, that's okay. Actually, no, he wasn't. He's not in the top five ownership anymore. What's he? What's his ownership? Is it twenty eight percent? Well, that's why he wasn't in the top five. He was sixth. (laughs) I was wondering. Yeah. I I, I, I thought I found a mistake, but no, you're in front of me. But um, not this. Not this mistake. Uh, all good. I just, I just wanted that change so I could maybe edit that, edit that bit out. But, uh, I'll uh, add him as six for you next time, just to make you feel better. What I will say is with the Chelsea players is they obviously played again uh, last night in Champions League. The big question is their defence and which players to bring in. Rudiger is the safest option. Um, Alonso is still playing every week at this stage, but who knows when the Chilwell change will happen or if it will. Um, Lee James has been injured. So there's a lot of unknowns, but um, a lot of people have settled on Alonso and Rudiger. I'm potentially going to get both of those players in the team, but we'll, we'll, um, we'll see. I'm, I'm awaiting the sure news before I decide my changes. Yeah. They, um, we'll uh, discuss a few of those players later on in our team reveals and what we're going to do with our team. <laughs> If you look at Saar there, the second most transferred in player, it's quite surprising considering Watford probably have the worst fixtures going forward over the next five game weeks. Um, So this is a new segment which we've added in. This is uh, upcoming fixtures for all teams. Um, So if you're watching the show, you'll see the the green lit up for Chelsea fixtures for the next five. Um, They play against South... Hampton, Brentford, Norwich, Newcastle, and Burnley. Can't get uh, too much of a better run than that. Uh, Leeds also have great fixtures, but haven't been playing the best of football. So that'll be interesting to see how they go with those good fixtures. That's probably why Rafinha is such a popular player. Arsenal will have a good run of fixtures for you, Clinton. They've just got Brighton, Crystal Palace, and Aston Villa for the next three. And Wolves still have good fixtures. Um, so maybe now they'll better turn it around after Jimenez scored last week. Um, yeah, what do you make of that there, Clint? Yeah, as I said earlier, everyone's been waiting for this Chelsea um, game week seven onwards. And yeah, that's why there's so many Chelsea players being transferred in. Leeds are a team that Despite the good fixtures, yeah, I knew at the start of the season that I was potentially going to go without 
with Fenya and Bamford, and this would be the stage to also jump on them. But Bamford's injured and Rafinha's flagged once again. So um, I'm not so sure on Leeds, and they're looking very shaky defensively. So Rafinha would be the only one I'm looking at at, at Leeds. Arsenal, what a turnaround. They're um, yeah, three in the bounce and good fixtures. So all of a sudden, uh, they've got players to start thinking about. Um, and we'll talk about that with our watch list. Yeah, and Wolves, I'm not sure if I can fully trust just yet. Obviously, they won 1-0, and great to see him there score, but I'm not sure if I could trust them. And if you look at the other end, as you mentioned, Watford, Tottenham, and United, um, and even Liverpool. So there's a lot of teams, relevant teams there. So there is what I would suggest looking at this page is sometimes it fixtures really matter, but then also... Sometimes players outperform fixtures. And I, I always remember last year when I think it was Aston Villa played, uh, I think it was Man City away, and I benched a couple of Aston Villa players, mainly Grealish, and he decided to put through 20-odd points. So sometimes the fixtures can be misleading and you can go on a player's form, which is why in regards to Saar, um, He's playing really well, he's in form. So fixtures may not matter for that guy and he'll just maybe continue to score. So it's a very relevant slide to look at to see which teams you might want to target, but it's not the everything. Um, so a lot of people play the fixture game. A lot of people just play the, um, the eye test and want to believe that form matters most. So it's, it's definitely worth considering. And... Um, Chelsea is the most talked about team this week as a result of their fixtures. Yeah, I'll put this one up on our socials just because it's quite uh, difficult to explain over the, the podcast format. But, um, yeah, like you're saying there, if players are in form, um, they still manage to score anyway. Like if you look at Brentford, they've probably got quite difficult fixtures over the next two. They've got West Ham and then Chelsea um, and Leicester. Um, but then it turns around for game week 10 and 11 with Burnley and Norwich. Tony quite possibly could score still four out of those five games, the kind of form he was showing against Liverpool. Um, he's definitely one I've got my eye on going forward. Um, but with my current assets I've got up forward, I probably won't be moving on him in the next couple, considering he's got West Ham and Chelsea. But, yeah, like you said, those kinds of players, they just find a way to keep scoring when they're in form. Yeah, and I think it's worth mentioning that sometimes uh, you might see a team with a lot of red fixtures, but sometimes you have to dig a bit deeper. Even a month ago, I think they were showing Man United's fixtures, and uh, yeah, I think it was Man United, and it just looked bad on paper. But then, if you actually read into it more, for example, the next two weeks they play, or three of the next four they play Everton, Leicester, and Tottenham. And I think a month ago that was all red fixtures or fixtures they you know, they saw as bad, but now all of a sudden I think Ronaldo is the type of player that you should have, should be confident he could score in three of those four at least. So um, yeah. the changes, the, the, the form, or sorry, the, yeah, the, the difficulty can change pretty quickly. And top, for example, Tottenham's the main one. Three weeks ago, they looked like a very tough fixture. And now all of a sudden they look like a potential easy fixture. So that can change as well. Yeah, Tottenham and Arsenal have pretty much switched positions there over the last two game weeks even. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, 
can flick around quite quickly. Go across to our watch list now. So goalkeepers, you've got your eye on Mendy and Edison still. I'm still watching Martinez and McCarthy. They're probably for my wild cards and for you, probably your backup keepers there. Yeah, I just they're, they're those two big hitting uh, goalkeepers, and they're not changing. I, I think I'll change, but if I do change, I'll likely go all the way up to a, one of the premiums. So I don't think that's going to happen there. Yeah, you've got your eye on a couple. We've got our eye on a couple of Chelsea defenders there. So you've got Asby, of course, is that Asper Um Yeah. Um, if you're watching the show, Asby is now his name. Um, <laughs> Yeah, Rudiger, I've already made my transfer and put him into my team. He's on your watch list. Um, and you, we're both watching Alonso. Yeah, I think it well, all depends if he plays. If, if he continues to start, like he's the one to get. And Cancelo, we're both obviously watching because right now they're the two best defenders to have. Obviously, Trent's injured at the moment. So they're the two everyone wants to get. But uh, all depends on transfers and if you've got a wild card or not. Yeah, it definitely depends on Trent for me. I've already got three Chelsea players now. Um, if you're new to the game, you can only have three from each team. Uh, Cash, bit of an interesting one there, Clint. I think yeah, Aston Villa starting to show a bit and he's got a bit of attack um, uh, minded. Uh, he just runs forward and can, can look dangerous, so I don't mind him. And um, they surprised a bit recently. I think everyone saw their fixtures at the start. They were good and then they turned... Uh, poor and I think he's a perfect example of the previous slide about how uh, on paper could look poor but he uh, he's looking quite dangerous and could score well in the coming weeks yeah Aston Villa got Tottenham in the next game week and then Wolves so not too bad um, the next two game weeks um, even Arsenal West Ham Southampton they could perform quite well over those next five um, so I've also watching Diaz, Duffy and Marcel. Diaz is probably a wild card option or even potentially a Trent replacement this week. I still haven't quite decided what I'm going to do with Trent. Um, Duffy's the cheaper option who just keeps performing and Marcel's got good fixtures for Wolves. Um, and if they turn around their form, um, he could be a good option. Go across to the midfield. We've got some big names in here. You've got Salah. Um, we've both got our eye on De Bruyne. Um, they're probably the more expensive options there, Clinton. you got no plans to get Salah in at the moment. Can't afford him. I chose to go without him. and it, uh, yeah, it's, it's one of those things. Um, he's the best player in the, in the league, without doubt. He's looking so hungry for goals. And it's one of those things I decided to take a risk and I'll have to say this every week now because I'm, I'm, I won't get him for the foreseeable future but um, yeah it is what it is um, De Bruyne is probably unlikely in the short term as well but I'll just be watching him I think Mount is I think he's still injured so although, although he's on my watch list it's just a matter of uh, having a Chelsea midfielder in case um, he does um, start showing some form when he's not injured and he can start playing because they have good fixtures and obviously I don't have Saar and the one I'll, the main one I want to talk about is Saka for uh, Arsenal I think he's looking very dangerous he's cheap midfielder and now they're starting to click a bit I think he's the player that is a nice option in the midfield and good fixtures as well um, yeah yeah 
I'll be interested in him going forward as well. Um, possibly a Dallas replacement at his price. It, um, yeah, could uh, could start performing for Arsenal. What do you, who would be better out of him and Smith Rowe? I'd say Saka. He's just yeah. a bit more dangerous. Um, Smith Rowe, uh, although he's starting, uh, Pepe is or didn't start on the weekend, and if they do want to rotate him, him in, I'd say of the three sort of midfielders just there, I'd say he's the likely replacement. Uh, Smith Rowe would be maybe the first one to go out. Odegaard's uh, come in looking very good as, as well. So who knows how they'll sh- shape up, but I think um, I'd have Saka ahead of Smith Rowe. Yeah, Rafinha there. We've both pretty much had him on our watch list for most of the season, just about. Um, he keep Whenever they go forward, they're looking for him with Bamford being out. Um, he's looking dangerous all across the pitch. If you saw his goal, he initially had the ball right at their, just about their goal line near the goalkeeper, ran the length of the pitch to get on the end of the goal. So he's, he's everywhere, but he's still got that. Uh, he didn't play full minutes and he's still got a bit of injury. I think they're trying to manage him through the season as much as they can while still trying to play him because he's that important to their structure um, and he keeps performing. So, um, yeah, he's still just sitting there on our watch list. And also Douglas Lewis for Aston Villa um, with their fixtures turning around. Um, you consider him as an option? Yes, Louise. So, yeah, it's, Sorry, yeah. it's all good. Uh, he, um, he's a cheap midfielder. And if I go down to a cheap midfielder, I still haven't done that yet. With the likes of Greenwood and uh, Jota, I'll probably, there's every chance I'll go down really cheap. And he might be, the, I think, the best cheap midfielder at his price. Obviously, it's 4.5 still. He might go up even tomorrow, but um, he, I think he'll be the best cheap midfielder. Yeah, some other um, cheap midfielders I'm considering is Gallagher, who you've already got in Pogba. Um, they're probably options for my wild card again. I'm pretty happy with my midfield at the moment, but yeah, they're options for my midfield. And Son is just sitting there on my watch list for when Tottenham finally turn around their form, which I don't know when it's going to happen. So he's just going to sit there on my watch list until Tottenham turn around their form um, and they'll start playing through him. Um, in your forwards, you've got St. Maximum Armstrong and you also got your eye on Vardy. St. Maximum, I've already got in my team, who's been performing quite well. Um, I'm guessing these are just your options as backups for the moment, Clint. Yeah, in case of injury, really. Obviously, without so I've got three premium boards. I'm very happy with them. If one of them gets injured, if it's Lukaku or Ronaldo, I'll, I'll perhaps might get Vardy. Or if it's Antonio, I'll, I may get St. Maximum or Armstrong as a cheaper board. But uh, yeah, I've got the Holy Trinity up there and hope I'm just hoping for one of these game weeks they can all score a double and that's when I'll be laughing and everyone else will be wishing they had all three. Yeah, I've got my watch list on Ronaldo. I think I'll get him when I wildcard again. So, And I've already mentioned about Tony, game week nine or ten, when his fixtures turn around. So, yeah, that's our watch list wrapped up and we'll go across now to our should be game week seven preview and our predictions of our scores. We've both got Man United to defeat Everton 3-1. 
Burnley, Norwich, you've got a one-all draw. Are you expecting a low-scoring game there, Clint? I am. I actually do think it's unlikely Norwich may score, but I, I just think this is a game they need to show something. They're at the bottom, if they don't do something this game, I think that it's almost the very, very early curtains for them. So they need to show something this game. Yeah, I consider these two sides to be almost facing relegation um, between these two sides. Um, we've both got Chelsea defeat Southampton. You've got 3-0, I've got 5-0. Leeds-Watford could be an interesting game. Leeds, yeah, they're usually quite an attacking team and so are Watford, so it could be quite an interesting game. But you've got uh, 1-2 and I've got a 2 all draw for Leeds-Watford. Wolves, Newcastle, you've got one, two again, and I've got a two all draw again. Um, so, what are you expecting over those two games there, Clint? Leeds, Watford, and Wolves, Newcastle. I just, yeah, I've actually gone against my original thoughts at the start. I think there'll be a few away teams get the job done. And I, th- I just think uh, Leeds do concede. I'm not sure they're that, besides Rafinha, they're that convincing going forward at the moment. And Newcastle and I think reasonable form and Wolves, although uh, they won last week, yeah, I'm still not, as I said earlier, I'm not convinced on them just yet. So um, both both should be good games and um, yeah, I'm just backing the away teams there. Yeah, we're going across to your team now, Brighton versus Arsenal. I'm expecting quite a low scoring defensive game, um, but they're both, uh, I would say, informed sides. Um, Brighton up there in the in the ladder, um, how do you expect Arsenal to go here, Clinton? Well, I didn't think I'd be saying this three weeks ago, but they looked really good last week. They're in good form. I think they're looking quite settled. Um, the captain, Granite Sharker, is uh, injured now, so he'll be replaced. Um, but I think they'll be going with a lot of confidence, and it's actually a big game for both teams, but if Arsenal want to have a good season, um, this is the time to really carry this momentum with these fixtures. So I'm, I'm just backing them in to continue the form. Yep. Uh, we go across to Crystal Palace. Leicester, you've got a one-all draw. I've got 0-2. Leicester, yeah, they had a two-all draw. Vardy scored three out of the four goals. Um, I was expecting him to win that game and Vardy was uh, putting on a show and I think um, he'll probably do it again against Crystal Palace, but are you backing Crystal Palace to do a one-all draw again? Yeah, I think they're a pretty good team. So um, expecting a close game and what I've seen at Palace at home, they're they're really exciting and the crowd gets behind them. So I expect expect them to score and the question will be how well Leicester can uh, get through their defence. Yep. Uh, Spurs, my boys... Um, they're out of form at the moment, but I expect them to be a low-scoring game against Aston Villa. I've got a one-all draw. You've got them to lose 1-2. West Ham versus Brentford. This could be a very interesting game um, after what Brentford did to Liverpool last week. You've got West Ham to win 2-1. I've got them to win 2-0. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see if they can contain the likes of Antonio and Ben Rama. Um, but yeah, they played some quite attacking football last week, which which was surprising. What this could be a good game there, Clint. It's a mixed bag for my team. Obviously, I have Raya and Goal, but I have Ben Rama and Antonio. So um, 
yeah, I think I think you're right. It should be an exciting game, and I expect some goals. And yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if it's even more goals. I've picked three goal, goals. I wouldn't be surprised if it's six, five or six. But um, hopefully, my boys can score, and um, and Raya can get a lot of safe points at the same time. Yeah, and go across now to what should be the game of the week just about, Liverpool versus Man City. Uh, this could test Man City's defence just about the most for the entire season. Liverpool, a very attacking side. Um, I've got a one-all draw and you've got a 0-1, but I wouldn't be surprised if it, for me, it wouldn't, wouldn't be surprised if it was a high-scoring game. Um, yeah, game of the round here, Clint. Obviously, Man City got the job against job done versus Chelsea last week, and I think Liverpool might be a different kettle of fish. Obviously, um, Salah is the one to stop. I think the way that Man City they can they can uh, Pep is such a great coach, manager, and he can um, put a stop to some good players. And I, I think they'll find a way. Um, I hope so for my fantasy team's sake, um, and. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised it's no scores. So it's one of those games, it's going to be a very interesting tactical battle. And that's, yeah, no doubt. Last week it was Chelsea, Man City. This week's Liverpool City. So it's, once again, two of the best teams. So I'm looking forward to that one. Yeah, absolutely. I'm looking forward to that one as well. Um, I currently don't own any Man City assets, but that might change with my team reveal for this week. I've already made the one change. So I've already done Lucas Dean to... Rudiger, so I already made the early switch because of the price rises that were impending for Rudiger and Lucas Dean actually went down, but I uh, got it just in time for Rudiger to come in. Um, but yeah, now I'm almost regretting it, but um, because of Trent Alexander-Arnold's injury that he's picked up midweek and anticipated that he'll miss a couple of weeks, I believe. Um, so yeah, I'm sitting there Run, wondering whether to take a hit to get Trent in or not. Um, other than that, I won't be making too many changes. I'll bring Ben White onto the field for Liveramento, who's got the better fixture against Brighton. Um, but yeah, other than that, I won't be making too many changes. I'll be captaining Lukaku versus Southampton at home. And I believe that'll be about it. I'm pretty happy to keep my Leeds assets on the bench. Big question for you, Blake, is I'm hearing a lot of people using a wild card over the next one to two weeks. A lot of them are using it after this week, going into game week eight. I just want to know your reasoning for holding it a bit longer. Um, so I was pretty much already set up for my Chelsea assets. So I think most people are wild carding now because of the, so they can get the swing of fixtures with Chelsea. Um, yep. But I was already set up with Lukaku and Havertz going forward. I already planned to get the third Chelsea asset in. So I'm already set up in that regard. Um, and I'm holding out for an international break to try and get a bit of a price rise. I'm priced, my team values at about 101.1. But I'm hoping to boost that up um, in my value when I get an international break. And I think that'll come after game week 11 um, going into game week 12 and I can hold out till then um, it would be just before the cutoff just about so it'll be I think the it'll be mid-year when the 
cutoff is for when you can make your first wildcard. Um, and by holding out that long, if I need to, I can activate it earlier if I need to. So that's the plan for my wildcard. I haven't really needed to use my wildcard so far. Makes perfect sense. Um, I think the big, looking at your team, your team looks really solid. I think Havertz is the question mark for me. I think, uh, yeah. I love your graphics, it looks great. I think uh, for those listening, you won't be able to see it, but you've got it really well set up on the graphics here. I think it doesn't show the flag. So obviously Trent is the one who's not, not gonna play this week. But besides that, if, it, if, it, if you're full strength, you can have White instead of Livermento. And then obviously Havertz, as I said, I don't think he's in great form and it's every chance he may not start, but he might start and all of a sudden score a hat-trick. So he's a very big um, differential for your team. The question would be obviously whether if you're going to change that, what changes will you make? Have you got to upgrade your defence or leave? Yeah, so that's... That, that'll be the one question mark of the next few weeks to see. I think him in particular is the only slight concern, or, but as I said, that could be a differential. So you're well set up there, Blake. Good job. Yeah, I had Havertz since the start of the year before pretty much I even knew Lukaku was going to come across. Um, and I've yeah. just held him the whole way through. Um, and now it it's, would almost be silly to get rid of him now when he's got the good fixtures. Um so yeah, I'm just hoping. Hope he's got the quality to, as you said, score a couple of goals. So hopefully he takes the pitch with the good fixtures coming up. Um, if it looks like he doesn't, I might have to make a few swings to get Alonso in. But he very well could miss as well. Um, with Trent at this stage, I'm probably going to move him to Cancelo. Um, Cancelo is. High-scoring defender, uh, looks good every week. Even though he's got Liverpool this week, he's got good fixtures after that um, and still be better than copping a zero for Trent. So that's my plan at the moment. As But it is international break after this week. Is that right, Clint? Yes. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see how far away Trent is from playing. You've got him on your team there as well. So, yeah, looking at my team there, it, um, it's the same as last week. I haven't made my transfers yet. I said transfers because I do have two to use. Um, I've got a couple of issues to try and fix up. Obviously, I've got Shaw and Trent in my defence. Um, as I said earlier, I'm waiting to see what happens with Shaw. Um, and in the midfield, I'm not overly pleased to have Greenwood and Jota. Um, so... There's a couple of things I could do um, right now, despite I want to have Lukaku's captain as well. So I'll um, uh, be backing him against Southampton as you did. Um, so with, I'm still on screen. I had a three, four, three structure from last week. It's very likely, as I said, it all depends on Shaw's uh, fitness. If he's out, there's every chance I may just go straight from Trent and Shaw gone, and um, my question is, there's a potential I might do a minus four, um, but the three players, or the likely chance is, I'm tossing up between the defenders and getting Cancelo, Rudiger, and then potentially Alonso, and I could easily transfer out Williams as well 
as part of that. So they're the three that may go. If Shaw happens to be fit or not 100% fit, but if he plays, I may just do Trent and Williams. Um, and if I do that, yeah, I'm, I'm not overly excited to play Jota this week. So if I do happen to do those transfers, I'll likely have yeah, double Chelsea defence, then double Man City defence. And they're obviously against Liverpool. It's the same game, but I'm not expecting a high-scoring game, especially Jota. So there's lots of things I could do, but it's going to be down to the wire with especially the Shaw news to decide what I'll do. But I'm very likely trying to get a double Chelsea and then... Um, Double Man City. And if, if Trent goes for me, looking at his fixtures over last month, obviously we looked at that over the next month. Obviously we looked at that just before, but um, with his groin injury, he could be missing for a few weeks. And if that does happen, um, I'm not, the fixtures alone for Liverpool aren't great over the next month. So he's someone I could just hold off for a month and then I'll be without Salah and Trent. But yeah, obviously, if he's not playing this week versus City, they do play Watford. Is it Watford? Yeah. Yeah, Watford uh, game week eight. Yeah, Watford, and then Man United, Brighton, then West Ham. So there's a month there of roller coaster. I'm not, I'm not convinced there's going to be clean sheets for Liverpool. Um, so, so that's what I'm weighing up at this stage. So um, here's the big one that people, a lot of people, will be holding. But uh, there's a lot of people in the situation of having Shaw and Trent and then potentially other injuries. They may be wildcarding this week. But uh, sorry for the long-winded answer to say that I'm still not sure, but <laughs> I'm very likely in the next... Before game week eight, I'll be very likely to have two Man City defenders and two Chelsea defenders. But it's just a question of how that comes about. Yeah, we might start, have to start doing these shows about five minutes prior to lockout before games just for you Clint because I don't think you've done a single team reveal <laughs> this year where yeah. you've actually made a transfer or know what you're going to transfer <laughs> in my mind Blake I'm doing the right thing I'm doing the smart thing by holding off okay. as way as possible because um, as I said yeah there's a couple of flags in my team there and I'm a bit worried I've few weeks ago, I had injuries and I ended up with all my bench players playing and I've got a very low score as a result. So no, that's I'm, okay. mindful of, I'm mindful of that. Our listeners just might need a bit more clarity of uh, what you're going to do. <laughs> that's fair enough. <laughs> okay, let's uh, go across now to our social media question. So each week before we do our shows, I ask on my Twitter, so Blake Young at Twitter, um, I ask any if anyone in our community has got any questions regarding their team. And this week we got a question from Scott, who was our leader overall in our league, and he said to hold or drop Luke Shaw. And we'll be holding him until about half an hour before lockout, so we know if he's playing or not, hopefully, from the team news. And most likely you'll be transferring him out for a... A Chelsea defender, I would recommend if you've got a Chelsea spot there. That be your suggestion there, Clint? Well, I think Scott should be taking his own advice because he's on top of, the, of our ladder. Uh, but in saying that, yeah, sure, a lot depends on every, everyone's team's different. Um, 
and a lot of people have Trent as well. So uh, he's been on my cut or to, to cut list for a few weeks anyway. So if there's no other issues, I think you should definitely be dropping Shaw. Uh, but it all depends if you have other injuries and if he's going to play this week, there's every chance it's probably better off to keep him. Um, so once again, it's a difficult question to answer. You have to wait until we, uh, clarity if he's playing, but um, it depends on your team. And if you've got Trent, I'd, I'd potentially keep if he's playing, but if he's not, I'd sell him before the game week starts. Yeah, we uh, definitely appreciate your question there, Scott. So, yeah, we encourage anyone to ask any questions on our social media. Like I said, we're, we're on Instagram. Just search Minyip, TikTok, uh, YouTube, Apple and Spotify podcast. So make sure you subscribe, like to those channels and leave comments. We'd love to hear how your team's going so far. Join our leagues and we've got our super coach racing starting this week. So that'll be recorded tomorrow and up on our socials and everything tomorrow evening. Um, hopefully it won't be too late, but the lockout will be about midday Saturday. So you can still listen to it Saturday morning. So that'll be up there. Um, anything further add, Clint, before we wrap up there? Not really, mate. You've done a great job. I think, uh, yeah, looking forward to this week's games. I'll hopefully watch a few more live games this week. Um, the other thing is, uh, you know, you've, almost finished a Patreon page, which we'll have up and running next week, which will be uh, exciting to look at. Um, but yeah, it's uh, this week. Yeah, after this week, just a reminder that International Broker won't be recording uh, this show next week, so I can have a break from this show. But um, yeah, good luck, Wake. Hope you score well. Yeah, you too, Clinton. Good luck with the uh, FPL game week, and we'll speak soon regarding... Super Coach Racing. Um, so stay tuned for that one. And yeah, everyone have a good game week seven of FPL. Good luck. Thanks, mate. Bye.